Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Heart is a Muscle podcast. This is your humble host, Joseph, and over there is Jordan. What are we talking about today, Jordan? Hey, yo. So today we're going to be talking about the eight steps to finding true love. Yep. We've got them. We figured them out. We have unlocked the secrets. We have, and we're going to spill all the beans. So yeah, listen to this whole thing, and you will know how to find love if you've not already found it. You can find more love if you've you already found it. Find more love. <laughs> <laughs> so, enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Our dear, dear listeners. Oh, wow, I really got in there with that hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Wow. <laughs> that was a loud one. All right. Well, we have all the answers for you today. We do. We have eight answers, actually. We have eight steps. And to finding love. Yes, eight steps to finding this love. This is a practical guide. Yeah, practical guide. So you need to look no further. <laughs> we've we've turned over every stone and looked <laughs> under every mossy bush. And uh, this is what we've distilled. So this is a little bit different because I think this is for people who are looking for love. People yeah. who want to be in a relationship. Yeah. So, you know, if you're like a dedicated, uh, the Hardest Muscle Podcast fan and you're in a relationship, I this, see you. this is for your friend yeah. who's still looking for love. I feel like there's a lot of people who listen to us that are single too. And for all those people as well. And by a lot, I mean like one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Millions. Because we have, I think we have like 12 listeners. Uh, and you know what? Those 12 listeners I, are the best. <laughs> I love our 12 listeners. You guys are yeah. the best. You know, like, you know who you are. Thank There's you. For at least 12 you. people out there who are going to have amazing relationships. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and now if they fall out of a relationship, they're going to learn how to get into an even better one with that's, these eight steps. Yep. You need no more, no less. Yep. Eight being the number needed, <laughs> nine being too many, and three being way too few. <laughs> yeah. So, Jordan, would you give us a little bit of the history of how we came up with this yes. illustrious list? We were in the lobby of a lodge that we stayed at. Yeah. And there was this book that prompted us to write a practical guide to finding love in eight steps. And we may or may not have been under the influence when we wrote this. Yes. But we filled out these eight steps and you know what? We're pretty proud of them. Yeah. We kind of, we were channeled into this list because I think we spat them out just one after the other. We machine gun Kelly'd this thing. We and then did. We, 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 we would like come up with an idea. We're like, oh yeah, right. Oh that shit. Right. That and I think it was in within like a half an hour. We looked at this list and we're like, yeah, this is, this is like a hundred percent what you need to do to find love yeah and it's been like i don't know six months since we wrote this and oh, it's honestly, been a while yeah still holds still holds so we're gonna dig into each one of these steps and how, and uh how we've used them yep because i think a lot of these steps were kind of the uh summary of how jordan james and and this year joseph <laughs> <laughs> um fell in love yeah yeah, we both did this. <clears throat> All right, so we've got we're drinking tonight uh, gin fizzies, mm-hmm. which is gin, ice, lemon, and Lacroix. Lacroix, <laughs> lemon Lacroix, lemon Lacroix. Yeah. So if you'd like to join us while you're listening to have a gin fizzy, then you can be just as cool as we are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're already probably way cooler. That's all right. Coolness is not a prerequisite here. <laughs> <laughs> sure isn't. That is not on the eight steps. To All right. So, Jordan, let's kick this off with a big old explosion. <laughs> Step number one to finding love. Get some emotional intelligence. Yeah, get some emotional intelligence. I think you came up with that one and I was like, oh, that's some good shit. Yeah, I mean, that was step number one for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to say more. <laughs> well, for the longest time, uh, being a man raised in America, I was told and taught and um, coerced into thinking that emotions were bad and that I had way too many of them and that they made me weak and that they needed to be ignored and um, that... They were a thing that um, 
in my case, women wanted, but they also didn't want too much of them, and they wanted just mm. the right ones. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So it was one of those things of like I um, hid my emotions from myself and from others <clears throat> and lived a very unsatisfying life for quite a long quite a long time and through many lame relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't actually until I got out of a very serious relationship where it was like, you know what? I'm going to feel my feels and really get to know the good and the bad and the very ugly of me and just be cool with all of it. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know? As <laughs> there was... At that time, I was just like, you know what? I may be racist. I'm going to really think about that because I know I was raised not in like a real racist society, but like I know I do have a lot of like, or at that time I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of uh, thoughts that I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's racist. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to accept myself and try to do better because I don't want to be racist, but I may be. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of worked through that and thankfully I wasn't that racist and I've been working on it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think that's a big like block from cultivating emotional intelligence is you've got to look at some shit inside oh, yeah. yourself that you do not want to look at. And that was, I remember it was like this weird thing where it was just like, Oh, finally no one is going to like give me shit for like looking inward. Oh my God, because that's what you experienced in the past? Yeah. Um, You know, it was always a a thing of like, oh, you're too emotional, I can't handle you and your emotions, or like, ugh, uh, let's talk about something else because you're making me feel uncomfortable by talking about emotions. And so I was like, look, I'm I'm just going to dig into this one. And then just the, uh, the freedom to do that, you start, looking into other things like what are these emotions what are they how do they feel are these good are these bad whatever Mm -hmm. and yeah that was kind of the step number one to like once you really start to own that then you get to know yourself really well and this was even back in the day before i really knew you know what i was doing Mm -hmm. um but yeah, it, it it allows you also to be truly honest with yourself. And, you totally. know, as much as we don't want to admit it, a lot of the times we lie to ourselves about what we really think or feel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I And I think one thing that I would add now is like a hack to emotional intelligence is learn internal family systems. Like learn yeah. parts work. That really helps. That would be like if somebody was like, oh, I need to increase my emotional intelligence. I'd be like, learn about internal family systems, Mm -hmm. like get to know your parts, get help. So like you can introduce yourself to your own parts. Yeah. I mean, the read the books. There's plenty of really good books that explain internal family systems like from stem to stern a really good listen where I started is um, Dick Schwartz. He wrote... Or I guess it's an audio program greater than the sum of your parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, That's a, a good really one. good intro one. Um, another good book on this thing is literally the like the book, the book on emotional intelligence. It's called Emotional oh, Intelligence. That one, yeah. <laughs> and that's one that came out, I think, in the early '90s and has been kind of reintroduced, you know, every ten years or something like that. Super powerful and a real open and honest look at like why it's important to know your emotions and understand them and where they come from and how they affect your life. The whole thing. Read that shit. Read that shit. Read that shit. Go educate yourself. Yep. <laughs> totally. So get some emotional intelligence. Yeah, because what is that? What does that do for the budding single person who's Maybe on the hunt for love. Emotional intelligence? Yeah. Oh my God. It it will like help you make sense of why relationships haven't worked out in the past. Mm-hmm. And it will help you get the awareness to 
to like when you're feeling those similar feelings, like when they come up again to channel them into a different way, mm-hmm. into a different decision, mm-hmm. either with setting a boundary or connecting more vulnerably, depending on like what the situation calls for. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit. There was something else I was going to say, but I forget. It'll come back. Yep. Emotional intelligence. Good, good. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's <clears throat> for me, it was kind of a renaissance of being like, look, um, I have these emotions and hiding from them sucks and like has not led me down a path of feeling loved or accepted or anything like that. So I'm just going to own it and, you know, I'm not going to be like a weirdo about it. (laughs) (laughs) Describe a weirdo. I'm probably an emotional intelligence weirdo. No. So there's, there's things that people do that, that you can kind of, um, they're kind of attention seeking things where you, you know, you'll like tell someone like you've just met like a super intimate, like emotional thing about yourself. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what that's called. It's like oversharing. Yeah, emotional oversharing. Yeah. So you got to be a little I'm bit cautious with that. <laughs> nah, you do a pretty good job. Yeah. But like, it is also one of those things that it does get broaden your um, awareness of kind of the world around you, and it does give you something to talk about. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, something to actually connect with. Yes, because. The hidden truth is we all have lots of emotions that Uh we are all trying to hide from. Mm -hmm. And when you can kind of even just bring up the idea of like, oh, hey, you know, um, uh, I used to, you know, one thing that's really unique about me is I used to be really angry a lot of the time, but then I got to know myself and you can just kind of go off on this whole explanation of like how you've come to terms with your emotions and like how that feels on the inside. And uh, dudes... Listen up here because that may sound whack, but um, women find that very interesting. Yeah, super <laughs> duper. And you should find it interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your our inner worlds are always so much more, they feel so much more real than our outer worlds. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I would argue the opposite. All of our experience is in our inner world. Like we take data from the outer world and filter it through like even, even beyond emotions, just like we're not actually seeing what's there. We are seeing the data of the outside world filtered through our rods and cones and like the meaning is made of it in our brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going deep with that one. Yeah, so but so it's just like our our outer world is filtered through our inner world. So like if we don't understand our inner world, it's it's going to be really hard to like effectively change our outer world mm-hmm. or effectively like get the results in the outer world that we actually want. Boom. You're damn right there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is kind of what makes it so powerful is it it gives you a a sense of control of like who you are totally because you get to know who you are yeah um because talking about giving away your power when you don't connect with who you are then all you are doing is replaying the um, lessons that have been either forced down your throat or you're doing just out of survival and you you never really know what the hell you're doing (laughs) man i still feel like that a lot but yeah (laughs) I don't really feel like that so much anymore, but there are times. Yeah. But the more emotional intelligence I get, the less I feel mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Because the real crazy thing is, is just being exposed to it brings your awareness to a new level of consciousness so that you can like snap out of those mm-hmm. bad habits or mm-hmm. like weird things you do or things that subjugate yourself. Yeah. Like... I don't know, being a weirdo that nobody wants to be around. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know what that's like. So, yeah. Uh, So, oh, also I was going to say, as you start to understand yourself, you can actually connect with other people more too Mm -hmm. and make space for all of them. Like this is for finding love. Love is like 
finding a person or people or a community where all of your parts can belong and all of their parts can belong. Mm -hmm. And so like a big part of that is tapping into the emotional bandwidth or like, Ooh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, increasing your emotional bandwidth for being with other people and their emotions too. Right. And to go along with that, when you have more emotional intelligence, you can see other people's emotions mm-hmm. and what's going on in their mind and be like, Oh, okay. I can see why they're doing this because they are probably feeling this. Like it kind of gives you a secret code mm-hmm. and this is one thing that I found very useful is it takes the awkwardness out of like meeting new people and talking with them because a little bit of emotional intelligence you can pick up on like, oh, this is this kind of person and like mm-hmm. this is kind of how they're feeling right now. You can almost feel that energy and like it makes it easier to connect with people. Yeah, <laughs> totally. When you kind of know what makes them tick. Yeah, 100%. So that helps with the old dating scene. Yep. <laughs> sure does. Because, I don't know, there's nothing more whack than someone who can't read the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. What were you going to say? I interrupted um, you. No, I was going to just like wrap it up because this is just step one. Unless there's anything else no, no. you'd like to add. Yeah, we need to keep moving. Uh, all right. Step two. Step two. Probably the simplest step of all. Let go of your fear and shame. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to talk very much about no. this one because this is not a big it's deal. It's pretty but. straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> um, boom. Yeah, this one kind of rides right on the heels of um, emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what I was saying too. When you start to kind of look inward and give space for everything, there's a lot of parts that are just like, I don't like this feeling that I have because it doesn't belong to me. It just feels like the world is telling me I'm not right when I feel just fine. Yeah. And that's usually shame, humiliation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of fear too. Fear, of un- of regret. Especially in dating. Like, oh my God, there's oh, so man. much fear. Yeah. I was triggered as fuck when I was dating you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and... I mean, it's one of those things you'll never, you know, unless you reach super spiritual enlightenment, those will always be kind of part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said, let go. Mm, I don't know if, I, if it Do your works best. that way, but <laughs> come to terms. Like I would say, yeah, like build a relationship with those parts of you, mm-hmm. build a loving relationship with the parts of you that are afraid and that have shame. Yeah. Like really let them belong, but not totally take over. Mm-hmm. And very often I do for sure, but I think everybody does. Then ne- you need support to help you do that, to help you change the re- your relationship with your own parts, especially at first, yeah. because like you're going to, you're changing your relationship to those parts of you, to your fear and shame in a way that you've never actually experienced before. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to find a guide that can actually help you do that. Yeah, because even when you, this is kind of what I did, when you just go out and you're like, oh, I can just seek as much knowledge as I can and like I'll read all the books and then like it'll make sense. And eventually uh, you read all the books and the books all kind of start to sound the same and then you're like, okay, like I'm not seeing the like grand picture here. (laughs) I guess I'll read the next book and it just seems to have the same message and eventually you get disillusioned. So Hmm. You do, I agree, like, um, you got to talk to someone who is where you want to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, totally. That's I what we're like, here for. Yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> I do for a living, by yeah, the way. You're listening to us. So, uh, if you want to talk to us. Uh, yeah. We will fucking change you. We will change you. We so, will show yeah. you what love is. <laughs> <laughs> we will show you what love is. You know what? That's true. Um, yeah. Step one, get some emotional intelligence. I feel like step two, let go of your fear and shame. That's about applying what you've learned in your yeah. emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Because going out and meeting new people and creating connection and mm-hmm. sexual tension and um, interest is risky business. It's risky. It's very risky. Um, not in the sense like you're doing something wrong, but that you are 
it's vulnerable face to face with all your trauma yeah pretty much yeah you're putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and there ain't no guarantee that it's going to be received and reciprocated in the way that you intend <laughs> totally yeah so like make peace with that tension or like learn how to hang in that tension mm-hmm. vulnerably now i'll give you a, a bit of advice here of what not to do um because getting cool with your fear and shame and some of your darker parts does not mean put up a um, false protective barrier. Yeah, totally say more though. So like when I was single, um, I had <laughs> many bad influences in uh, the form of real bros. <laughs> Brad, Brad. Uh, not to call anybody out, but yeah, there was one guy in particular who was um, had figured it out. Air it was quotes. a volumes game, man. Yeah, um, had a wealth of bro knowledge, and bro knowledge is really based on brawlage. <laughs> Some brawlage over here. <laughs> What's bro knowledge based on? It's based on kind of circumventing your fears, um, being hyper masculine. Um, discounting anything that doesn't like make you feel good and then just doing that and then just living at like full speed, never slowing down. Basically like like the patriarchy. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And one of the things was like, oh yeah, if like some chick turns you down, then she's a dumb fucking bitch and you can, you can, you know, tell her she's that (laughs) or tell her that she's stupid and like, you know, go fuck her. And I always remember being like, eh, no, (laughs) (laughs) like I definitely, there's definitely parts of me that, yeah, getting rejected really want to like have some kind of retribution, Mm -hmm. but like that only, that doesn't go very far Mm -hmm. and that doesn't feel good. No, Um, does nobody know good. Yeah. But there is kind of another side of that of being like, well, I'm going to put myself out there and like, you know, ask this girl out or something like that. And if she says no, that'll suck and I'll be sad, but I'll be okay. Um, And if she says yes, well, that's great. Mm -hmm. Then we'll go from there. And that's kind of what we're getting at of not so much like, you know, make sure you have a shield to like beat somebody with if they hurt you. Um, It's a finding, finding a place within yourself where fear and shame are kind of outside of what your core self is. Sure. That you can like have a conversation with those parts that are stuck in the fear and the shame without letting them take you over. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like I I sometimes picture myself holding their hand and being like, yeah, I get it. And it's okay that you feel this way. And like you belong and you don't have to change how you feel. But also we're doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got this. Because man... It doesn't matter how how confident or good looking or sure you are. It's Dating you get those butterflies. Vulnerable. Yeah. You get those butterflies and you take a risk. And like <laughs> the other thing too is that like, you know, unless you're really practiced at being like super smooth or something like that, you're gonna have a whole conversation in your head that you're gonna like, Oh, I'm gonna go go pull this out of my ass and mm-hmm. she's gonna be super impressed. And you're going to go and sound like a total dum-dum. Uh, has and that like, happened to you before? Oh, yeah. It yeah. happens like every time you talk to somebody. Uh-uh. Never comes up quite right. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Me too. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. I find myself saying dude a lot well, like, <laughs> to the, new people. The thing is, is you kind of got to get in there, get that first kind of awkwardness out of there, not be afraid. And then you can kind of see that, oh, wait, like we're both awkward right now because I'm, I'm being weird and being myself mm-hmm. and then you're being weird and trying to like vibe with me mm-hmm. and then you get comfortable and you're like oh yeah. okay now we can start to talk and da 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 uh, but you, you don't make that step and like just go for it right until you kind of have that fear and shame and stuff because man there's also been so many times where it's just like i want to go talk to that person but i i really can't Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, here they come. This is my t- opportunity. I better not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. also to give yourself some grace when you're like, well, 
missed opportunity. Totally. That's Bummer. all about like <laughs> building a relationship with those parts of you that are afraid. Because if you like shit on those parts of you that were too afraid, what are they going to do? Like they're, yeah. they're not going to take their best action from that. I'm going to double down. <laughs> yeah. Or like be hella awkward because they're just like doing it to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Fear and Step shame. number two. What was it? Let go of your fear and shame. Let go of your fear and shame as much as you can. Yeah. Oh, this also kind of has to do with codependency too, because the more you can build a relationship with your fear and shame, then the less you'll expect your partner to like protect you from your fear and shame. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of codependency is expecting the other person to protect you from your own fear and shame. There you go. So it sets you off on a good, good yep. foot. Totally. All right. Step number three. Step number three is, well, we wrote down get a rock and bod, <laughs> which, yeah. But also, I think what's more important is rock in the body that you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like whatever you need to do to feel confident in your body. Mm-hmm. And also I would say in your sexuality too. Like, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, to to just feel confident in how you physically exist. Mm-hmm. It's a huge game changer. It is. Um, We've both been on both, both sides of that now. Yeah, because like, you know, it's not like something, oh yeah, you're not going to find love until you get like extremely fit. that's that's not the message no the message is um you need to learn to either love the body that you have and just own the fuck out of it because that's what you will exude that like confidence Mm -hmm. if you're just like it doesn't matter what body you have you can have a skinny body muscular body overweight body it doesn't matter as long as you're like you know what this is me and i'm a motherfucker Mm mm-hmm People will dig that and people will, their judgment of you and your physical shape will kind of go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is one of the things that like short guys always have to do. Poor short Poor guys. Poor short guys. Oh my God. So Be- much love. Because there's nothing Dude. wrong with being short at all. No. But people still judge you for that. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever met a short guy, they usually are have great personalities and are really outgoing which is great, but like that, that like personality, like I think allows people to be like, oh, short guy, no big deal, mm-hmm. which it shouldn't be a big deal because there's nothing wrong with being short, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like making, making peace with the body that you have, right? Like finding and, but, and also like showing up for yourself, like if there, if you don't want to make peace with the body that you have then like you can also change it yeah and that's i mean i my story for example like i i've always had like just kind of a regular you know regular dude body fairly athletic but also not like super outstanding and so I always kind of felt like, well, I'm not really that exceptional, so like, meh. And nobody ever thought I was exceptional or really paid that much attention to me or anything mm-hmm. like that. And so I definitely did not own the body I was in. And it wasn't until I really got into bodybuilding and, you know, for better or for worse, started to like really admire the way that I looked and really appreciated that. And then I started to exude that like, yeah, like this is what I work on. This is what I am. A fucking, fucking beefy. Fucking beast. Beefy beast. And like that makes a big difference. Yes. It's made a big difference for me too. Yeah. And my confidence. So yeah, getting in the gym and changing things. If you feel like you want to change things, 100%. Yeah. I feel like there's this like body positive thing that's going around that's, like it makes you feel guilty for wanting to change something oh really yeah yeah or at least that's how like some of my parts have taken it on like i have a part of me that's like no we shouldn't we should love our body exactly as we are we shouldn't need to like change anything to accept ourselves and it's like yes no like i think 
accepting ourselves is a totally different thing. Right. But also showing up for ourselves and like proving that we can create anything that we want. Mm-hmm. Like for ourselves. Like if we we can show up consistently and if we want like and so far it's been really nice for for me and my parts to do that like my parts genuinely feel like oh my god this is something that we've wanted mm-hmm. this is we're creating the body that we've always wanted mm-hmm. like we're actually doing it and it's a totally different experience like even even when i was like halfway through it was just like there was there was more confidence mm-hmm. like i'm still not like fully there to where i want to be but it's just like just the fact of showing up for myself and my body helps me feel more confident in it. Yeah. That kind of ownership. Yeah. But this is you and this is what you've made of it. And like, this is, you are what you want. Totally. But it also doesn't have to be about changing your body. Like it can be about, um, being in your body in like pleasurable ways. Like I also took, um, pole dancing classes i've been doing pole dancing mm-hmm. and there's people of all shapes and sizes in there Hell just yeah. fucking rocking it and it's so cool for me especially to see big people doing it because i'm like hell yeah like you are out here in these like sexy ass clothes and you're um i don't know just like working the pole it's like yes mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. i love to see that yeah i mean that that um kicks off another thing kind of on the same tangent of like it doesn't necessarily be like you have to change your body but like get a new hairdo or like you know grow a beard or something like that yeah like reinvent yourself reinvent yourself because there is a real power to like i'm gonna like really spruce myself up in a new way Uh and like i don't know what that is but like there was definitely a time when, like, before I would get my, I, I had, like, my mom cut my hair or something like that. She'd cut my hair just fine. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to a real barber and have them cut my hair, and it's going to look good. And you get it professionally done or something like that, and it's a new look, and you're just like, fuck. That's what I look like. Yeah, I look good now. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it was, but, like, yeah. it really changed things. Or, like getting some fresh clothes or something that, like that. I was going to say that's how yeah. I feel when I get new clothes. Yeah, you get like even if like this is kind of a weird thing that I get and I'm sure some dudes can relate to this too. Like just going and like renting a really boss suit and like going to an event where you got to wear a suit. Man, you feel like a fucking killer. Yeah, oh my god, it's yeah. It's so cool. Your parts totally like change when you put on a suit man i gotta uh, yeah i gotta get somewhere where i wear suits more often because i'll crush that shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what maybe we should do that although unfortunately since i have a weird body shape my suits don't (laughs) don't fit me very well (laughs) um but yeah it's just one of those things of like either finding a real i don't know connection with who you are Mm-hmm. or like finding things that you want to change mm-hmm. and going and going for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly just like coming back home to yourself in your physical form in a way that's pleasurable. Whether that's getting massages or just like investing time and money into yeah. how you exist in the world. Like it, it matters. Plus when you invest in yourself, you kind of have to go out into the world to do that. And you create opportunities to meet people. That's, you know what? That's super true. Like if you're like, I'm going to really get into yoga. Yep. You're going to go out there and be with all those yoga people. Mm-hmm. And totally. maybe one of those yoga people will be one you connect with. Aww. I mean, my you always thing. That's a great point. Yeah. My always thing was like, well, I'm going to go rock it in the gym and be a fucking beefcake. And for a while, like the gym was my community. Like I kind of knew everybody uh-huh. or at least kind of knew who people were. And, like, that's where I met people. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty fun. I mean, it still kind of is that way. It still kind of is. It's a little bit different now, but. Yeah. Anyways, rule number three. Rock your body. Rock your body. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. All right. 
All right. Step number four. Four. Oh, this is a good one. Learn how to give good oral. <laughs> yes. That can go a long way. That goes a long way. And if anybody argues with this, you're never going to find love. <laughs> <laughs> what is a, what's the significance of good oral to you, Jordan? Um, well, it's kind of like, I mean, not always, but I feel like it's how you're, you are like when it's time, when you're in, that's how you're introduced to like another person's body. Oh, wow. Say more. Well, like, I don't know that it's like your first opportunity to show them like, I don't know how you're, you will treat their body. Smack it around a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just actually, this is just flowing through me right now, but yeah. um, like it is kind of significant in that way. Like, I don't know, not like a performance anxiety way, but just like in a, um, an intimacy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Like learning how to give, good oral just like oral just like enhances the sexual experience yeah and it's kind of a bummer when somebody doesn't give good oral i would say oral allows you to be good at sex if you're not good at sex oh wow so like this is a common theme with dudes like say you're a regular old dude or even if you're an extraordinary dude um but like, yeah, you come really easily. Like you get really excited and just mm. blow your load. There's like this misconception of like, oh, well, I guess you're never going to like sexually satisfy a woman because, you know, you're just going to blow your fucking load. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. Trust me, bro. You get really good at oral or even like mediocre at oral. Mm-hmm. And man. You can you can get that satisfaction in place when it needs to, so mm-hmm. that when it's time to have sex, even if you don't last that long, it's still just as good because mm-hmm. everything's primed up and running, or like you know, yeah, it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference for the feminine experience for sure. And like even if you don't have a f- problems with sexuality, it just makes you a rock star then. A hundred percent, yeah, and. One of the things is, is like, this is not talking about like, oh yeah, you need to be like a porn star and like be all fucking weird about it. (laughs) No, no, please don't. Because good oral has nothing to do with like performance or like, I don't know. And actually overperforming can make it worse. Oh yeah, that makes it weird. That makes it weird, yeah. (laughs) This is about like kind of getting in tune with what you can do that makes your partner feel pleasure and gets really deep into their pleasure. Yeah. And like, it's all about taking your time. Yeah. Using all five of your senses. (laughs) (laughs) Even your sixth sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, just like um, really treating your partner as like this, you know, special gift. Totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's ultimately what it's about because I have never, I've never really known what I was doing, but I always got myself in the mind frame, the mindset of enjoying it. And I feel like that's made a lot of the difference. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, it's one thing if you're like, I don't know, grossed out by it. Yeah. That's something that you kind of need to, be like, okay, what is it about it that really grosses me out? Yeah. Um, and if you can kind of get past that, like it is. And also, is, there's some women who aren't who are grossed out by receiving it or who are stressed out by that too. So I'm yeah, I mean, throwing that out there, that's also really normal, and I understand that. <laughs> you want to mumble a little bit more over that? Yeah, <laughs> I like. I feel you. I get it. I've been there too. And, you know, if it's something that is like a big hard no, it doesn't mean you're never going to find love. No, yeah. This um, is a silly list, but No, this is the best list ever. It's also kind of important. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is one of those things that like 
is something that uh, is worth like taking a look inside and seeing what like what bothers you about it or what do you not enjoy about it because it can be quite insightful um because i don't know oral is it's playful it's playful yeah um, and it can be really intense mm-hmm. it can be really soft it can be really like quick and like mm-hmm. a tease it can be a million different things mm-hmm. and like it's kind of an equal playing field for guys or girls, I feel like, you know? Um, Oh yeah. Say more about that. So like, you know, if, um, like if, um, like sexual intercourse doesn't work very well or doesn't like connect very well or doesn't like get the stimulation where you need, Oral is where you can like, you can really figure that out. That's so true. Yeah. You can kind of like, or you can get it to a place where it's just like, let's get you 99% of the way there uh-huh. and then we can go all the way or we can like switch gears and you know, yeah, it's just a great way to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's like, it's also, especially for girls, it's so refreshing to receive good oral. Yeah. Like, or just like to feel like they're confident about what they're doing down there. Mm-hmm. Because then we can actually receive. Yeah. And it's like, there's also a lot of people who don't give oral, who don't give good oral. So it's it's like, if you do, that's a great way to be remembered. Yeah, that that's true. And they keep them coming back for more, yeah. honestly. So, yeah. Oral, very impressive. Yep. Very important. Yep. And do your best. There's plenty of books out there. Is there? I don't know. <laughs> I watched a porn one time of like uh, guys teaching other guys how to give oral mm-hmm. like to women. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is very educational. Oh, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like more guys should be watching this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was also like kind of weird, but I yeah. was like, that's some good pointers. Get some education. There's a little bit more to it than just fucking drooling on somebody, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't look how it looks in porn either. Like, oh porn yeah, like, oral is not usually yeah, good oral. Let, just by the way, just let, saying. Yeah, let porn go by the wayside. That shit's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, nobody enjoys that. Um, all right. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at the time here. Yeah. We got to speed this up. Or should we make this two parts? Well, how many more we got? Four. We're halfway. We're halfway there. Um, or we can just speed it up. Let's just, let's keep going. All right. All right. Step number five. Get off your high horse. Oh man. I love this one. Yeah. Tell, (laughs) Tell me why. This is one of those, um, this is kind of a bro thing where I would hang out with a lot of my dudes and it'd be like, Oh, Hey, there's like a pretty girl over there. Maybe I'll go talk to her. And one of your bro friends would be like, eh, she's got weird hair or, eh, eh, she's got funny legs or that it's like, what the, what the fuck? (laughs) Like nobody is perfect. A lot of people aren't even close. <laughs> um I, I should just tweet that. Nobody's perfect. A lot of people are already close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good tweet. And said. Um especially dudes looking at women, uh, there's a lot of just pointless nitpicking. Really? Oh man, it's fuck <sighs> it's the worst. Boo. Um when it's like, okay, well, you should kind of figure out, okay, what are the things that you really like physically about whatever the opposite sex is? Or the sex that you're interested in. Or the sex that you're, yeah, whatever. Whatever sex you're interested in. Um, and then be willing to like let a few of those slide. Because most of the time you're going to come up with a list that is nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you know what? Like... 
people's imperfections are usually like the most interesting things about them and like the things that you if you do find love are the things that you're gonna find really endearing in the future yeah you know um like for instance you know say there's like a girl that you're interested in um but like she has bad acne or something like that Mm -hmm. don't let that fucking stop you Mm -hmm. who gives a shit yeah like Totally, as somebody who has acne. Yeah. Totally. Or like, I don't know. I'm I'm making this very dude centered, but like, dudes really pick out shitty things and be like, "Nap, she's off the table now." And I was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I feel like that's like a protective mechanism. It is because um, most dudes, all dudes, have similar like hangups about everything. Yeah. Um. But also, to be fair, there's a lot of that going on on the girl side, too. About, like, oh, no, he, like, drives this car. Or, like, oh, oh yeah, his, yeah. But he, like, his job sucks. or Yeah. I, it's less appearance-focused. Like some, No, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it is appearance-focused. Yeah, tall enough, all that's, that. That's one thing. Ladies, let that shit go. Nobody likes that. Yeah, I'm dating somebody uh, shorter than me currently, and it's yeah. fucking awesome. How's that working And we out? look great together. Yeah. But even just that, like, you know, I don't know how real this thing is, but there seems to be kind of this notion out there of it's like, oh, yeah, if he's not, like, six one, not going to bother. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then you're basically just making it really difficult for you to find somebody. Yeah, basically. And, like, <laughs> with your with all of these standards about, like, whoever they are, I feel like this applies to both men and women. It, like the people who do meet all those standards are fucking assholes or they're probably already they're like dating super somebody shallow. they found another perfect person yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they found the one other perfect person and those mm-hmm. two are now linked together yep but yeah get off your fucking high horse and take a chance on someone that like doesn't meet your ideal yeah which brings us right to number six mm-hmm. take a chance take a chance Boom. Boom. That's a huge one. Um, it always makes me think of the phrase, you never get what you don't ask for. Mm. And in the same way, you'll never connect with someone that you don't take a chance to connect with. Yeah. Now, let's be uh, honest here and say, don't use this as an excuse to be a weirdo and like stalk someone. Or like, <laughs> I was just taking a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's kind of one of those weird things. Like whenever you go in for the first kiss, mm. that's always taking a chance. Mm-hmm. But I have never been in a situation where I'm like, this is probably going to turn out the way I want it to be. You know? And if you're getting that vibe of like, maybe I shouldn't kiss this girl or like go for a kiss. Follow that instinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and I think that's a real obvious thing. And like taking a chance, but also don't be desperate. Mm-hmm. Because there's no such thing oh, as, so yeah, there's no such thing as like an opportunity that will never come back around. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. You this know. is good advice, you guys. I know. Listen up. Yeah. You're Open the mirrors. Killing it over there. Um, because there's a lot of pitfalls that guys fall into, and it's just a web of web of shit. But follow your instincts, guys. Your true instincts, not your horniness. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of desperation and bad moves are initiated out of Horny. horniness. Yeah. <laughs> the unfortunate truth it is so um yeah like don't go on a date being raging horny (laughs) (laughs) or don't go on like a first date when you're raging horny yeah um because yeah you might make some stupid moves really it's like really oh my god yeah sometimes yeah well i mean if you're like hella horny and you're like yeah i'm gonna like hook up with this chick then that's going to be kind of your motive. Yeah, and that's a bummer. That's not how you find love, and that's no. usually how you like ruin, ruin a blossoming relationship. Totally. On the other hand, though, like if you know, it's obvious that everyone's down to pound. Do your thing. Have yeah. fun. 
Mm-hmm. But not always is that the case. And usually it's not the case. You kind of yeah. got to work it. But let me let me ask you this. All right. Um, Is it OK? Or I'm not. No, I'm not asking for permission. I'm just asking, like, what your thoughts are when women make the first move. 100 percent. Fucking the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's always, that is always a huge relief because there definitely is a kind of, you could say it's culture or patriarchy or whatever that like, yeah, the guy is supposed to like move, excuse me, move things forward. And that means, you know, making the first step in every way. And that is just stressful because most of the time we don't know what we're doing Mm -hmm. or we're like taking chances um and taking chances has risk in it so like you know when uh the opposite partner whether it's a guy or a girl takes that chance for you or like is brave enough to do that man it just feels like such a relief because you don't feel like you're the only one who wants it mm-hmm. or the only one who's like you know, having to do something. It just takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. And it shows that uh, it's a chance person. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing. Yeah. I mean, I took a big chance on you. Shit, yeah, you did. How'd that I work the, out? I made the first move. You were, you, you, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I thought it, we were kind of both like making moves and like oh okay this is kind of going somewhere i literally thought like when we were having drinks that first time i was like yeah you know give this a week or two and like things could really go somewhere (laughs) i'm like you want to netflix and chill tonight yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah take a chance take a chance number seven number seven super important be honest yes oh my god be take it away baby this is your thing so being honest not only saves you the um emotional turmoil of having to keep a web of lies going but uh people also appreciate being honest because then they don't have to guess what's going on oh my god yeah so this is especially true for maybe someone not looking for love but for looking to date mm-hmm. and like you know kind of have some fun spread their wild oats um don't bullshit people and like if you're not interested in like being in a relationship you should probably throw that out there fairly fairly soon uh-huh and like yes. you don't have to do it in a like yeah i'm only looking to fuck so either get on the bus <laughs> or get out <laughs> but if you do do it like that like that's fine i mean you know, pick your poison. That's what I did to you. Well, not really. Not really? Yeah. How would you describe what I did to you? Well, like, if I was like, oh, well, I like want to take this a little bit slow, would you have been like, all right, well, you get the fuck out of here? Oh, no. No, I wouldn't know. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, if you were, um, you know, not serious in, like, a serious loving relationship, you should kind of, like... You know, let that be known. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, hey, I'm really enjoying this, like, relationship and stuff like that, and I'm really interested in you, but, like, I'm not in, a, like, a place where I'm looking for something serious. I just wanted to be honest with you about that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we have to, like, end what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah. That's so important, that honesty. Tell me, like, is it important to have honesty if you are looking for somebody? I believe it is. Yeah. I mean, it's all about timing in some of these things. Like first dates should have really low expectations besides that you're going to go on a date and you're going to try and connect with somebody. Now it can go either way. If you really connect and you guys hit it off and there's lots of sexual tension, maybe you go back and do some naughty stuff. If it's not, but it still seems like you're getting connection and all this kind of stuff, then maybe you're going to have another date. But, like, it can be really overwhelming, I think, for people if you're like, yeah, you know, I asked you out on this date and, like, 
I'm really looking to find the woman of my dreams. And I think that could be you. <laughs> and this is like your interview for that. That's. I feel like a lot of girls do that too. Might do that to guys. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to figure out like, are you guys, do you have connection? Mm-hmm. And like doing that on one date, yeah, it's yeah. a little premature. Totally. So like, yeah, if you have really good connection with someone, go on another date. And like, if you still have really good connection, then like, maybe you could bring it up and be like, hey, like, I really like you. And, you know, I'm kind of at a point in my life where I'm looking for someone that I really connect with. And I feel like that's you. Mm-hmm. And again, you're taking a chance. Mm-hmm. You got to take a chance with sometimes honesty it's not what people want to hear, but yeah. you got to take that chance yeah. and be brave. Yeah. I remember when you told me about the other girls that you were seeing, even when we were dating and I was like, Oh, this honesty is so refreshing. Yeah. It's so refreshing. I'm like, Oh, thank you for and that. Yeah. Kind of on that other point, if you're playing the field, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is my advice. If you're playing the field, don't, um don't like broadcast that you're playing the field like be respectful but like if it comes up don't bullshit people yes that's great advice yeah like you don't got to be like yeah i'm like fucking half the town here and mm-hmm. you know you're just another notch on the belt but if someone's like yeah are you seeing like other people at the same time yeah you got to be like yeah i am like mm-hmm. and what do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> Start yeah. that conversation. Like I, yeah. I could feel like it, you were taking a real chance when you told me all that and you're honest. Yeah. But kind of the moral of the story is that in any relationship, whether it's love or it's just something short term, mm-hmm. you always come out way better if you're honest. Yeah. And I think especially for us, like our honesty is what has guided us through. Because I remember even saying, because I was dating you after my divorce. Like I remember saying to you, man, I don't know if, if like I actually love you or I, you're just the first person who's treated me better after my divorce. And like, I don't know. And I remember being afraid to be honest with you about that. Because I'm like, that's not, that's something I should like have figured out or, you know. Oh, yeah. And I remember your response was like, yeah, like I know that you don't know, but if it's all the same to you, can I just keep being good to you while you figure it out? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, yeah. (laughs) So it, but, but like something I, something like I was fully prepared for you to be like, that's fucked up. Like you're just using <laughs> me or, okay, I got to take a pause from this or something. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a level of honesty. Like it's like make or break honesty. I feel like we've had that with each other, especially at the beginning, quite a bit, mm-hmm. make or break honesty. And we, we kept like allowing for those parts of the other person to belong in the relationship and like being like, yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, Honesty is not always kind or gives you the outcome you want, but in the end, it gives you the most peace. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, if that conversation had gone somewhere else, at least you would have known that like, well, you know, I was truthful totally, and didn't lie and yeah, now I'm not with that person, but at least they got to see the real me uh-huh. and like they were able to make a choice. Totally. Yeah. And oh like God, I yeah. was in control of that. Yes. So oh, yeah. that's peace. That's peace right there. Yeah. Fuck. It may not seem like it at the time, but yeah. <laughs> trust no, me. It is. It's when better it comes than around. the alternative. Um, because yeah, lying someone to just kind of keep them, keep them going, mm-hmm. which I'm very guilty of doing in the past. Um, that's shitty. Yeah. And you know it. Yeah. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. Anyways, what is number eight? Number eight. Number eight. Rinse and repeat until content. God damn right. So this 
We love cycles. This is cyclical. This, this is whole cycles. process is cyclical. Mm-hmm. You get some emotional intelligence. You let go of a little bit more fear and shame. You rock your body a little bit more. You you practice oral a little more. <laughs> you can always get better at that. <laughs> yeah. You get off your high horse even more. You take more chances and you be even more honest. Mm-hmm. Rinse and repeat. Yep. Because these steps will, these are all steps that change you in little ways towards being the person that you're, the love of your life is looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that weird adage, be the person that the person you want to be with is looking for. Yeah. And that may not make sense, but when you think about that and really encapsulate that, it really puts you in perspective. It was just like, oh yeah, like where I'm at right now, that I wouldn't want to date me mm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, okay, well now I need, I know what I need to change. Mm-hmm. Um, well, will you say that super cute thing that you told me about that, about how you were imagining or you were wanting to become like who, oh, how did you say it? Um, (laughs) you like, I'm the person that you imagine your future self being with or something like that. Or like you were becoming the person that your dream girl would want to date or something. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what the hell I was saying, but. Oh man. I remember it It was so (laughs) cute. I was like, oh my God. Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same thing of like, you just, you go through these cycles and when you're looking, I don't know. I don't know if you're, this is kind of a, a step number nine. Don't be stuck on looking for love. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look for a connection and someone that makes you feel like your best self. Yes. And like, you're not going to find that. I mean, we got really lucky that we kind of found that. I don't know, just like out of the blue, out of nowhere. Yeah. At the most un... Because we did not, we were not looking for it. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the thing too that goes with this thing is all of these steps, they help bring love towards you. Yeah. Or they help bring the people that you will love towards yeah, you. They they like open up enough space in your life where love can come meet you. Right. And the trick, the real trick which is one of those, I don't know what this is, but this is a real human thing. Mm-hmm. As soon as you stop looking for something, it will it will find you. Yep. As soon as you're like, you know what? I'm really happy being single. I've been like dating and improving myself. And like, I don't know if I'll ever like find that one. Maybe I'll fall in love. Maybe not. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing here because I'm loving it. Yep. And then it's boom. Like, yes. That person will show up and you're like, oh. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh shit. Focus on enjoying like so much stuff. Focus on enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. And not the not like don't let your happiness be dependent on the result, I guess. Right. Like let your happiness be dependent on how much you're enjoying the process. Yeah. The day to day. Yep. So yeah. The ultimate list the of ultimate finding list love. Of finding love. Step number one. Let's go over them again. All right, let's okay. wrap this up. Step number one. Get some emotional intelligence. Get some emotional intelligence. Step number two. Let go of your fear and shame. Let go of that fear and shame. Step number three. Rock your body. Rock that body. Step number four. Learn how to give good oral. Oh, man, so important. Yeah. Never underestimate that. No. Step number five. Get off your high horse. Fucking A. Fucking A. Step number six. <laughs> Take a chance. Take that chance. Step number seven. Be honest. Always be honest. Step number eight. Rinse and repeat until content. Oh, man. There you go, folks. Spread this to all your single friends, all of your friends looking for love, all of your friends who are, I don't know, just wanting to have a better life. Just Yeah, all of your friends who are interested in a couple chatting about love. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Then we got you. We yeah. support you. We support you. Uh, hooray. That was a fun one. That was a super fun one. Yeah. We've got some cool stuff coming up here. We're going to do a, 
a year review mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Man, there's all kinds of shit that happened. Yeah, we've got yeah, there's all kinds of shit that happened this year, but and then we might do a deep dive on the Enneagram. Oh yeah. So stay might. tuned for that. Yep. Baby, thank you for being you. Thank you for being you, uh, baby. I really enjoyed this. This is something fun that we randomly did. Mm-hmm. And now now we're changing the world with now it. we're changing the world that's how All we right. do well enjoy okay. everybody goodbye uh you lovely 12 listeners <laughs> <laughs> i love you <laughs> we love you guys we'll talk to you later thanks for listening to the heart is a muscle podcast if you'd like to connect deeper with us jordan will tell you how to do that hi this is jordan so you can find me on instagram or twitter my handle is at just Jordan James. I spell my name with an I-N, so it's J-O-R-D-I-N. So at just Jordan James on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on medium.com with my name Jordan James. That's where all my writing is. I also have an online course that is dedicated to help you become your own best friend because your relationship with yourself changes literally everything else in your life. You can find that course at jordanjames.com slash best hyphen friend. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to connecting with you deeper.